0: This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Michael Tran, Technical Services Consultant in the BT Technical Services team a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors by answering any technical advice strategy related queries you might have. In today's podcast, I'll be covering changes to the Home Equity Access Scheme, henceforth referred to as the Scheme, that may have fallen under the radar given the changes to Super Rules from 1 July having a wider relevance to your clients and greater press coverage. If you missed our webinar on the Super Changes, you can view a replay of this on BT Academy, where my colleague Matt Manning analyzes these changes and discusses some of the new opportunities they bring. Back on to the topic of the scheme, which was formerly known as the Pension Loan Scheme. There were two important changes to this scheme that came into effect from 1 July 2022, enhancing it and aligning it to more closely reflect those of a private sector reverse mortgage. I will cover these changes later, but first, what does the scheme involve? Broadly, it allows Australians of Age Pension Age, or who have a partner of Age Pension Age, who own real property and qualify for the Age Pension, Disability Support Pension, or Carer's Payment to receive a reverse mortgage type loan on top of any current Social Security pension from the Commonwealth. I won't go into any detail about the eligibility criteria, rules and how it operates, but if you were interested, My colleague Matt has also presented on this topic on a BT Academy webinar dated on the 6th of October 2021 titled pension loan scheme. Please view this webinar if you would like to learn about the scheme or refresh your knowledge for those already familiar. This podcast assumes you have the prerequisite knowledge of how the scheme operates and will only cover the recent changes. For context, prior to one July, 2022, a scheme participant could only receive loan amounts as a fortnightly payment. For full or part pensioners, this enabled them to receive a top-up of their fortnightly Centrelink pension, but up to a combined total, that is the age pension amount as well as the loan amount, to no more than 150% of the maximum rate of age pension. As an example, for someone receiving the full age pension, they could receive a top-up of 50% of this amount as a fortnightly loan. For someone receiving half of the maximum age pension, they could receive 100% of the maximum age pension as a fortnightly loan. For eligible participants not receiving any pension, perhaps due to the level of assets or their level of income, It also allowed them to receive up to 150% of the maximum fortnightly pension as a loan. As a loan amount could only be received as a fortnightly payment, this was less flexible than private sector reverse mortgages which allowed borrowers to receive lump sum amounts. Since 1 July 2022, scheme participants can now choose to receive the loan amount as a lump sum advance. Lump sum advances will be limited to two in any 26 fortnights, and the combined total of the advances can be no more than 50% of the maximum rate of pension. Based on rates and thresholds as they stand for the 1st of July 2022, this is equal to $12,838.80 for a single person and $19,354.40 for a couple combined. Those numbers will index over time and the next indexation will occur on the 20th of September. It should also be noted that the amount will also be subject to the age-based maximum loan to valuations which may mean the actual amount that can be received may be lower than this if the scheme participant is close to this maximum LVR. If the scheme participant elects to receive lump sum advances, this will also reduce the maximum maximum fortnightly scheme payment they receive each fortnight. For example, a full age pensioner can receive the full 50% of the maximum pension rate as a lump sum advance, or as a fortnightly payment, or any fraction of these in combination, providing the total does not exceed 50% of the maximum pension. An example using dollar figures may illustrate this better. A single full age pensioner receives the maximum pension of $987.60 per fortnight as it currently stands or $25,677.60 for the year. If they elect to receive the full loan amount as a regular fortnightly payment, this would be an additional $493.80 per fortnight. That was half that maximum rate of age pension per fortnight if they elect to receive the maximum loan amount as a lump sum advance under this scheme this is twelve thousand eight hundred and thirty eight dollars eighty cents the individual here may choose as an example to receive a lump sum advance of six thousand dollars and the remainder as a fortnightly loan the fortnightly loan will now reduce as a result to two hundred and sixty three dollars and three cents because the total fortnightly payments and the lump sum advances cannot exceed that 50% of the maximum pension level. Those receiving part rate pensions can receive up to 50% again of the maximum pension as a lump sum and can continue to use the scheme to top up their fortnightly pension as long as these two loan amounts and the rate of pension they receive in aggregate do not exceed 150% of the maximum rate of pension. Eligible participants who do not receive any Centrelink pension can receive up to, again, the 50% of the maximum pension as a lump sum advance, and can continue to use the scheme to receive the remainder of the maximum annual amount as a regular fortnightly payment. So to be clear, the advance payment feature that has been introduced from 1 July does not enable participants to receive more under the the scheme, the maximum amount will still equal to what a participant would have received if they elected to receive all loan amounts as fortnightly payments. Services Australia has also released an online tool, the Centrelink Home Equity Access Scheme Calculator, which clients are able to use to help estimate how an advance payment may affect them. While this change means that the scheme still does not provide as much flexibility as a private sector reverse mortgage, it is still a welcome improvement and can provide your clients more options with managing their cash flow needs. Now, the second change deals with one of the disadvantages of the scheme as compared to a private sector reverse mortgage the fact that the scheme was not subject to the negative equity protection laws that apply to reverse mortgages from September 2012. Prior to this change from on July, when a scheme participant exited the scheme, which was usually when they sell the securing property or if they were to pass away, the Commonwealth would, would seek recovery of the full loan amount, even if this exceeded the market value of the property. For example, if the scheme accumulated debt was $400,000, but the market value of the property at death of the participant was only three hundred thousand dollars they would seek to recover the deficit of a hundred thousand dollars from other estate assets since 1 july 2022 the commonwealth will only seek to recover an amount that does not exceed the market value of the property less any other non-scheme encumbrances In the example just noted the Commonwealth would only seek to recover that $300,000 what the property was worth and extinguish the remaining $100,000 deficit of debt based on this no negative equity guarantee. For this no negative equity guarantee to apply, other non-scheme charges or encumbrances must not be created or increased after the scheme participant received scheme loan payments and the participant must not have engaged in fraud or made a misrepresentation in relation to their participation in the scheme. In light of this change, the Secretary of the Department of Social Services has also registered a determination to provide certainty as to how the value will be determined and also includes integrity measures where the sale of the property has been undervalued. The Commonwealth will be able to substitute the sale price for the marker value as assessed by an accredited valuer if the property was undervalued due to a sale not conducted in good faith or not conducted on fair and reasonable terms or it was between parties not dealing with each other at arm's length this is to prevent the operation of the guarantee where the participant has sought to sell the property at a lower value for example to a related party to prevent the commonwealth from recovering the loan amount issues such as this are what the team loves to discuss not only in our fortnightly bt academy webinar series but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislation supporting when they formulate advice for their clients again as a reminder if you missed matt's webinar on the home equity access scheme or formerly pension loan scheme you can always view it on replay by heading to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional From here, you can scroll over the BT Academy menu and click on the events and webinars link to the right of the screen, then scroll down to the previous webinars, which are in date order and select the session from the 6th of October, 2021. You can earn CPD points by watching this and any other webinars the team have produced. Our next webinar will be BT Academy episode 56, practical steps for considering sustainable investments for your client with Jesse Pettigrew. Head of Sustainability and ESG taking place on Wednesday the 3rd of August at 12pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and from the previously mentioned events and webinars menu, go to the upcoming webinars heading and click the register now link. In the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655. Nine zero one, or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me and until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory, and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.